This is the Greyhorn Pagans Podcast. Here we talk everything paganism, heathenism, witchcraft, mystery, and mythology. Sit back, relax, open your minds, and then let's take you back to the days of our ancestors. Welcome everyone to the Greyhorn Pagans Podcast. We are live once more on the Greyhorn Pagans podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, good afternoon uh, for all you Americans. Good morning. Um, my guest for today is Miss Emma Evelyn from Limitless Love podcast. Um, thought we could uh, we could definitely have a interesting high vibing conversation uh me being more of the warrior type and am i really being the the loving high vibing uh type um <laughs> emma introduce yourself to uh, mm -hmm. to the good people who yeah, are you what do you it's do it's super interesting that you went for that that loving yeah energy type because i definitely would say there's lots of different nuances and sides to me, which I think we'll go into a little bit in this podcast, but I'm Emma. Predominantly, I work as a connection and creativity coach for entrepreneurs, artists, and change makers in the corporate world. I also work as a poet, creative project manager, and I work with different clients that are creatives, that are artists as well. Um, yeah, I felt really honored to be invited onto this podcast and share this space with you. Looking forward to seeing where the conversation goes. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Um, by the sounds of it, you're really a jack of all trades, but <laughs> mostly working with um, bringing bringing peace to the to the people. And I mentioned, especially in the the corporate world's a high strung high stress environment you uh, mm. you have a lot to uh, to do there uh, so how does this how does that how does that work cuz i'm mm. not familiar with the with the corporate world i mean my you know my dad is a is a businessman my mom my mom's always worked in local politics all i know is that it's a high strung um environment so how do you go about you know having people find their their peace you know a bunch of pinstripe suits who uh, who make too much money and have too uh, too little time hmm. i mean that's a perspective we can choose to take or we can look at it as how have we been subjected to who we should be and how we should show up and i think to me, really inviting people into peace, inviting people into connection with themselves is about really releasing that judgment for what we and our perceptions for how we see people who show up in this space, recognizing that I like to see myself as a bridge, a bridge between two worlds where we have a world that we're entering into, which is where our consciousness is expanding, where new opportunities are, are coming in. And we're also still integrated into this physical reality, into this third dimensional reality and the patterns and the programs that have been built up over time into this reality. And really, I think being this bridge or this middle ground invites people into a deeper connection with their inner guidance, with their intuition and allowing that to be the foundation from which they take action from, from which they show up in these places in the corporate world. I love to work in the corporate world because it invites you to be in places where you can see day-to-day -day people who are working their jobs, providing for their families, building businesses that maybe are still based on the old way of seeing things, the old way of doing things and stepping into this world and inviting people into a new way that is heart led, that is really about honoring ourselves and still creating a sense of overflow from that. There's nothing wrong 
with creating a lot of money for yourself but what is the intentions behind that you're doing it so is it you're doing it because you would like to create wealth at the expense of other people or do you want to create wealth to enhance yourself enhance other people around you to provide to contribute to other people's lives and this is where in the corporate world the paradigm can really shift because if we're working with some of these same managers and executives and corporates and entrepreneurs business owners and we're starting from the top down allowing these structures to begin to change to form in a space of more heart-led leadership more conscious-led business more intuitive-led action intentional action then that also contributes to the whole structures within these and then what we're doing is essentially changing the foundation of business when we change the foundation of business we also change the foundations in which people can interact with that business so their customers their clients and this has a huge ripple effect in society because this is a big part of what we do. We work more than we socialize for most people. We work more than we have a personal life for some yeah. people. So can we really put energy into creating new structures that are not depleting people, but are actually creating a sense of overflow, are enhancing people's lives? I love that. I, I really, I really love that because that's so incredibly necessarily necessary, especially in um, in these times when it's uh, when it sounds like all you hear is just who these evil corporations. Um, but I imagine it being very demanding as well and taking a lot of um, a lot of energy uh, to to do that. So, what is your your journey been like is you you got to be pretty um pretty strong in your your energy to be able to to do this what's your what's your background how do you came mm -hmm. to uh how do you came to do this because it's not something you'll you'll hear a lot you know spiritual advisor energy worker especially in the uh you know in the traits that that you do it mm -hmm. I think it is a mixture of a few things. Uh, my background was in working in corporations in the construction industry in project management. Um, so I really got to know it for myself working in these environments and also having friends, family that were in these environments and observing this and really asking myself from a very young age, is this the only way? Is this the way it has to be? So I became curious around exploring this for myself. Um, so that involved working in lots of different freelance projects, working in lots of different companies all over the world, living in different places. One of, one of the most sort of predominant ones that comes to mind is I was working in the construction industry in um, the outback of Australia uh, while I was living there. And uh, I was working 13 days in a row, 13 hour shifts, um, yes. doing things that a lot of women wouldn't do, shoveling in trenches, driving big concrete um, rollers, uh, lots of different things here. So this is one of the, probably one of the experiences that shaped me the most in really understanding where we were depleting our, depleting ourselves, our energies, not listening to our bodies. And how also, a lot of people that were doing this felt like they had to, felt like that they didn't have a choice, that it was a necessity, and how this was then impacting the connection to themselves, but also their connection to their families, their friends, to others. And then, of course, as well, for me, as I sort of deepened my connection with myself, so I've been someone who's been on this sort of, say, it, call it personal growth journey, if you will, for, for 10 years of my life, um, and I, through this journey, I've also began to recognize that we're all spiritual, that we're all energy workers. We're all at our core the same thing. If we apply the principle which I like to live my life by, which is unity, consciousness, oneness. When I look at you and I see you and I see you working really hard in the corporate world, getting stressed out, I'm also looking at a reflection of myself. I'm also looking at another part of the jigsaw puzzle that makes up the whole. So I think all of us have these 
these gifts that we can bring to the world and the people that we are meant to support those gifts with, whether that be something like a civil engineer or something like an artist, it doesn't matter what that gift is, it's unique to all of us. Mine happens to be opening space for some of the darkest stuff that people can hold in themselves, opening space for people that carry a lot of judgment, opening space for people that don't feel seen, that don't feel heard. And in the corporate world, this is a huge, huge thing that is in our collective consciousness where it's we're kind of in these programs and we're living in these programs. So for me, I was called to work there through my own experience, yes, but also because I felt like I was someone who was able to open that space, hold that space without judgment for the individual that's sitting in front of me for their journey, for their experience, without making their experience wrong and also allowing them to through that space through that witnessing find their own path to just rediscovering that connection with the self that is within all of us recognizing their true power their intuition beginning to identify themselves in the I am and seeing the tools and the resources that they have to then begin to take intentional action to create change in their reality. So I think going back to your question is how, how, why did I choose to go into this or how did I, how do I hold myself with this? I think it's through recognizing that if we want to create change in the world, and not just in the world, but also with ourselves, there are moments that require us to be uncomfortable, to not push away the shadow and pretend that we can't see it, suppress it or hide from it. It's really yeah. about acknowledging its presence, entering its presence in the light that we are and inviting people into a new way, not forcing people into a new way, but inviting people and those that are ready will step into that space. Those that are not, it's our job then to also respect where they are on their journey without judgment. Yeah, man, I really wish that I had someone like you when I was still working as a cook, because um, as we talked about a little uh, off stream, it's such a a stressful job and um maybe if i had someone to um you know to abridge that because uh, you're so focused on well quite literally the the material you know you're working with with food and uh you're working in a uh you know on a time crunch and all and i think a lot of cooks they um they sh they should really make a a effort to kind of return to themselves too. Um, I know from experience that a lot will unfortunately make the wrong choices and um, use certain substances uh, like, you know, alcohol uh, or, you know, something stronger to, um, to kind of get back to themselves. Um, so I think, you know, the, there is, definitely a um a spiritual revival going on you'll see it in a, in a lot of places and i am sure we have people like yourself to uh, to thank for that you know as you said it has a a ripple effect um outwards but it's um it's tough and rec especially recognizing that uh the darkness within yourself i have had a lot of trouble with that uh with it mm. myself um i have been through uh well enough in my uh my personal life and i always hated that uh, hated that darkness hated those those inner demons that manifested themselves um in in all the wrong places at all the wrong moments um but when i truly started to um to explore those those depths to explore those um explore that darkness uh, fortunately enough i have a uh, a good therapist um she does some shamanistic work as well and incorporates that in her therapy 
um, I guess that's why it's why it's working so well because I'm you know very much spiritually aligned as well or try to be aligned as aligned as I am as I can and that has really helped me um, mm. personally find my find my light um, although there are still a lot of people especially in the new age um, who will just not even acknowledge their their darkness if if i just don't think about it if i don't pay attention to it it's not there um it's but that's just it's another form of escapism and i i do believe that uh people like yourself and hopefully myself with the with what i'm doing we can really teach people that yes those are those dark places within yourself or within you know wherever you may find yourself to be yes it's uncomfortable but that's uh by being uncomfortable you can grow and you know that's that's why i said i wish i had a uh, like a, a, especially for the last well five years um half of my career so much for a career um a uh a bridge like yourself because i would have succeeded so much so much better it's mm. it's such a important job what you are uh, what you are doing you know and especially within the the bigger corporations i mean i i i very much you know generalized it with you know pinstripe suits and all but that's still the the image that's um that mm. i have of it you know i've always been a a blue collar worker always you know been out on the on the floor in the fields um and always saw managers as people who just you know whose job it is to tell you how to do your job um i never never liked that i've mm. always uh, always had issues with um just with with management and with people in a position of of power so I wish I definitely wish there were more people uh, like you. And you you said you traveled all over the world. Uh, um, was that just to um, you know? Was that the classic story of trying to to find yourself? Because a lot of people mm. will they will travel to you know to Asia or throughout Europe or you know the Australian outback. Great choice, but I still want to go there. Um, <laughs> Or was that really to, um, was it to find yourself or to enrich yourself? Mm, that's a very good question. It's, I think it's been different things throughout different phases of my experience. So I traveled a lot through Asia and Australia and Europe. And really, initially, it was a process of, at the time, what I thought was rediscovering, but on reflection, as another form of escapism, right? Mm -hmm. How can I get out of the situation that I'm in and make my life better? And this was something that served me for a long time. But again, it's recognizing where that shadow exists. The more you evolve, the more your awareness expands. You see the shadow. You integrate the shadow in. You embrace that version of yourself that feels like she or he needs to get away from where she is or he is. So it has served that purpose in my life. Um, and in more recent years, it's been an enriching experience. So after COVID particularly, I found my base in Ibiza in Spain and I've created roots here. And at the same time, I've been leaving the island for a month to really go into different communities, cultures, places to experience life more presently in the now in spontaneity. So a lot of my trips recently that I've taken, I've maybe booked a day before and haven't really planned the route and really have intentionally decided to create that space for myself to meet with locals, to meet with other fellow travelers and really be in the moment. So for me, it's in the, mo in the more recent times that I've traveled, it's been 
not about finding myself and not about escaping where I am, more enriching the experience of living on an island, living here and bringing back that experience and integrating it into my coaching, into my practices, into my interaction with people that I interact with here, into my community here, into my own personal growth. And travel will always, in my eyes, be a huge aspect of that but it will be in a different light than maybe it was used for before like we talked about then you shared about people choosing to go to substances when they have um, a lifestyle that maybe they are not fulfilled with and I think substances are beyond just what we deem them as as drink and drugs like substances can be any way of numbing ourselves from the now from the present moment from the experience that we're having if we perceiving that experience as something that we shouldn't be experiencing or we don't want to have and I was someone for a long time where travel was a substance of that right it was a way to numb myself from getting away from how I was feeling from my experiences Mm. And I think what it is about recognizing is about coming out of judgment of ourselves if we have choose if we have chosen that path. So we don't want to make that path wrong that we've chosen that, especially if we're coming to this point of awareness where we're beginning to recognize our own patterns. We don't want to judge ourselves for doing this, even if you're still in that. I've worked with a, a lot of people who who were addicts and they've been in these situations and what's actually worse than trying to get out of the situation is the judgment that we hold for being in it the judgment of ourselves that creates a lot of tension on top of that we are doing it sometimes the first step we can take is simply coming to the point of recognizing and seeing and witnessing and being like yes this is okay that i'm doing this because I recognize it, because I have awareness. Awareness is honestly a huge part of the process. So really, to kind of tie into the question that you asked, it's it's been in my life a transition through awareness. So a transition from finding myself, which in essence is also escaping the now, escaping who I am, right? Because you can only find yourself when you're present, when you're here. And you can't ever find yourself because you're already here. (laughs) And now to, to enrich my experience as well, to enrich everything that I do so that I can show up and to contribute to other people's lives from this place of wholeness, not from separation. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder... Can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podcasting Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podcasticaudio.com slash easy. Yeah, yeah, I very much recognize that. Always wanting to to run away from um, from your problems. Always wanting to run away from the uncomfortable sides of your uh of yourself and i mean travel if you have the uh, opportunity for that it's it's a great way to uh, to do that because you're always somewhere else and you don't necessarily have to lay down roots and i imagine that as soon as you um you start to feel comfortable you kind of get that get that itch because you know it's mm-hmm. like oh I'm, I'm getting comfortable it's looking like i'm laying down roots which means that you know all those things are gonna come back that i'm you know trying to to run from um and it's what they it's what they say in a lot of um therapies especially you know as you mentioned with um with addicts recognizing and acknowledging that you 
that you have a problem, whatever problem that may be, is the the first step to uh, to healing. As, as I already said, you'll see a yeah orange <laughs> tail come by every now and then. It's just my <laughs> cat who won't leave me alone and doesn't know where he wants to be. Um, what would you say has been your most eye-opening experience? Where where have you learned the most? What have you learned the the mm. most from? Mm. That's a really big question. <laughs> I mean, break, break it break it down break it yeah. down as you will. Mm, I think my own experience has been my greatest teacher above everything i've worked with amazing coaches therapists and one of my greatest teachers has been my own experience my own experience that i've put into my journals and the more that i've really began to listen to my own guidance my own intuition and hear from that place the more that I feel I have evolved in the path of who I truly am rather than who I think I should be. So my own experience definitely has been my, my greatest teacher. And there's been different parts throughout my journey that have stood out as moments of um, transformation. Um, but everything for me has been really coming to recognize that the most powerful thing medicine that we can give ourselves is presence being with the now being here because for a long time through the experiences that i had i was taught the opposite like my body learned that being here and now being present was unsafe yeah. so really through that awareness was about coming back into safety with myself, coming back into safety with the present moment, recognizing that both the past and the future are there to offer you guidance in a way through hindsight, through foresight. But the most powerful thing that you can practice in my experience through my eyes is to be here now is to be present and i think people get confused and i did for a very long time i first read the power of now when i kind of was really blooming into this into this experience and i used to wonder what being present meant i thought it meant not thinking about the future or not thinking about the past or trying to block out any thoughts that had me in anticipation or had me in um reflecting on memories and really I began to through my own sort of learnings and practices found that a present moment is not about not recognizing that yes we need to schedule things for next week yes we need to reflect on what happened yesterday to help us with the tools for today being present is a real energetic feeling of ease of fulfillment of the ability to relax the body and embrace whatever is coming up in this moment so whether that's joy or whether that's anger whether that's excitement whether that's wanting to cry feeling grief and allowing yourself to not only experience what is here, but also to express what is here, to hold yourself through what is here. And that feeling, the now to me is love, is compassion, like real love, real compassion, not the type of love we see in even a relationship. It's a deeper love, this unconditional love and compassion for self. It's like, can you be there for the experience that you need to have in this moment because there's lots of versions of ourselves that feel triggered because of something that's occurring in this moment and that's when we want to go to the future or we want to go to the past or we want to create meaning and labels around what we're having 
And the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves through my eyes is the ability to be present and experience what's coming up without creating meaning around it, without labels. They might come at a later time to help us integrate that learning. But in the moment, just being there with what wants to come through you. It doesn't mean you have to accept and embrace it straight away. That obviously is a process too. But the ability to allow is a big part of the process and compassion that we can give to ourselves. So back to your question, one of the so one of the greatest things in my eyes through my experience is this ability to come into the state of being, into the feeling of presence. Presence is not time, it's a state of being that the body can be in and it's something that we continue to practice every day. Yeah. I believe so many people would would benefit from from learning that lesson um and also just speaking for for myself and my own uh my own gender at the moment a lot of men could really benefit from that from um you know knowing and and feeling that their emotions are valid because still yeah. the 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 kind of stereotype is that oh as a man you know, men don't cry. Boys don't 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 cry. We're supposed to be the the um, the protectors, the guardians. We're supposed to be the uh, the warriors. And you know, emotion. I mean, if you're feeling an emotion, then you know, let it be anger and let that you know fuel you. Let that fire you you up. Um, I mean, for sure, my fiance and my uh, my therapist both have taught me a lot about my emotions and that whatever i'm feeling is um is valid because i used mm -hmm. to be that i used to be that guy i used to be the um the kind of guy that um you know that will say that you know i accept myself i mean of course i do you know why wouldn't i but never really go deeper into it. And whenever I felt tears, you know, I would swallow twice and hold them back because, you know, men don't cry. Um, and also I know that in my family, at least, um, we have the tendency to, to do the what if too much. You know, what if that happens? And then from that situation, we um, like we go further and we go, you know, further down mm -hmm. the the downward spiral, and we imagine all sorts of things. You know, oh, what if that happens? Well, that would mean that, you know, this would happen, which would make me feel in, you know, in that way, which would cause, you know, it's just it's a huge downward spiral and. Um, that's that's living too much into the into the future into into a future that isn't even even certain but one that you have already um, imagined happening I've done that myself a lot um, a lot too or just making making presumptions that oh you know he or she is probably thinking that so let's just shut it down that way it won't happen mm. and in the um, in the pagan community you you uh, you see a lot of you know we need to return to the days of our ancestors which we we definitely do in a way but i mean we're talking you know hundreds if not thousands of of years ago there is no real way of of recreating that the world isn't what it was back in you know the golden age of, of vikingry um so i think that's you know yes we have to take the, um, the history into account yes we have to take the future into account but as you said you know uh, let that be a a lesson let it be a thing a tool that can help us um us now and I really like society as as a whole, and a lot of people I I know 
um, could really benefit from that. And I'm, I'm happy you uh, you bring that up because that's still a that's still quite a problem. You know, everyone is fearful of the future because we don't know what it's what it's going to bring, and we all long for you know for the past because everything was you know was better back then. Mm. You know, the the next generation is always the lazy generation and the previous generation you know never knows what they're talking about because that's that's not that's not now that's not here that's not how it works now it's how you get the uh, you know the okay boomer memes because you know you don't understand what it's like now and maybe they don't maybe they do but if you're just gonna gonna assume that they don't they're they're not even gonna make an effort to to try and and understand so i i believe that's maybe that is the way to uh, to go forward to really be mindful and mindful mm -hmm. of ourselves mindful of our own our own thoughts um you know the the mind is a is a powerful thing you can yeah really that the mind's, mind's mind is a mind is a powerful powerful thing and mm -hmm. would you say that um you know i you you do a lot of um mindfulness of course um would you say that you know for example i've seen um you know these kind of memes that you can really just think your way into and out of a depression for example would you say that's that that would be possible that that really mm -hmm. just by by changing your your mind your mindset that you could become a uh, become a better person or could become happier or is it just much much more than than that Mm. Yeah, I think that's a complex question. And the answer I probably have is I don't know. But I can say from what I believe and what I've experienced, I'm not someone who has physiological, psychological imbalances. So I cannot speak to these experiences either. But I can speak to someone from someone who has been through difficult, very difficult moments in my life who has trauma and experience like we all do, do. And I think it goes a lot deeper than thinking our way out of the reality that we're in and the experience that we're having. Because the mind can do this, but the body is not always going to be on board because the body mm. is what holds the traumatic experience. It's the one that has the trigger that is felt that senses that way so for a long time i did a lot of work on my mind um sort of tony robbins style nlp shifting my mind and i saw amazing results amazing results in myself and in my reality and at the same time my body was still functioning from someone who was as if i was experiencing these traumas and that's where deeper work like somatic work with the body became more supportive for me so I really think it depends on where you're at and what is accessible to you some people may need deeper work to explore what they're they're going through some people might need a specialized therapist to move through what they're going through some people may simply want to do some energetic work some work with touch like massage for example and I think we have all these tools and we have all these resources available to us because we are all at different points of our experience and we all need different tools that can open the space for us to not only deepen our connection with ourselves and with others but also to come out of the stories that have been created around the trauma around the experience that we've had the patterns that surface so really i don't think there is one way i think there is a mixture of ways and i think it's about recognizing what way works best for you 
And by doing that, it's about experiencing life, trying out new things, being open-minded to explore different options than, that maybe you haven't yet and finding what works for you and discerning what doesn't, being able to being empowered enough to be like, no, this way actually doesn't call to me, doesn't work for me and letting that go. So I don't know the answer to that question, but I can say that I know from my experience and I know from the people that I've worked with personally, my own clients, that where there's not one size fits all in terms of the approach for this work. And even so I could talk about my journey two years ago and it's completely different to the tools and resources that I use now because yeah. where I'm at, in my level of consciousness and my expansion is completely different. The goals that I have are different. The lifestyle I live is different. So all of these factors also are important to consider when you're thinking about what you want to work on your personal growth within yourself. So there are multiple different ways. And I think the, if I was to say one of the, the most important keys that I believe is that presence because that presence that ability to be in the now is what then allows you to listen to your own inner guidance and not the noise outside and follow that to the resources that will support you with where you're at right now to allow you to expand and also release what is no longer serving so basically by just focusing on the mental you're creating a just another imbalance and also some people may need to focus only on the mental with where they're at because right now that's yeah. as much as they can handle that's as much as they can approach with there was a time where i just needed to focus on the mental with where i was at if you tried to tell me another way i wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to take another way because I didn't have the capacity to hold what I do now. So it's not making it wrong or right. It's where am I at and honoring your own inner guidance to do that. And even when I look back to that old version of myself, I don't make her wrong either. She did exactly what she needed to at the time and that was right for her. Okay. Yeah. There is just, yeah, I, I do recognize that. I've, I've dealt with psychologists, psychiatrists for um, much of my teenage years and always trying to, uh, to, to have me fit in a, a certain mold so that they, uh, so that they know what they, what they can do so that they can do their job. The, my problem's always been, I don't fit in that mold. So they, they some people do. Know. Some people need that. Yeah, um, but I mean, the the issue that arose with that is that they just they didn't didn't know how to handle me. They didn't know what to what to do with me. Um, and that's where the system needs more options, right? So we, oh, we yeah. have psychologists and therapists that are amazing that support a lot of people with where they're at on their journey, and also opening the system up to more alternative options that may serve other people who are not feeling supported through the traditional routes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I appreciate my, uh, my current therapist so much. Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned before, she, um, she practices shamanism. She is a practicing uh, shaman and she will integrate that in her, um, in her therapy, you know, uh, working a lot with with the energies, with the uh, the energetic layers within mm -hmm. within myself. Um, what's your opinion on uh, hallucinogenics? A lot of people will use that mm. to expand their minds and have experiences that way. Would you say that it is a a tool? Or just um, I don't have an opinion. On, yeah, I don't have an opinion on it. Personally, I find it to be a useful tool for those that are called to it. Um, but for those that are not, it's not going to be a useful tool. I think it's something that, again, all of these things are available to us. It's how we choose to approach them with intention, with integration, following the experience that we have with the right setting, 
the right set, the right environment, all of these concepts, all of these factors are as important. So I wouldn't say I have a direct opinion on it, but I would say that if you're someone who's called to something like this and you can feel that in your body, it's not it's not coming from a need to, so to speak, escape your reality, then definitely explore it, definitely research it. Because if there's a tool out there that can support you, then having an awareness of that tool will support you to know if it's truly right for you or not. Hmm. Okay. A lot of people will, I mean, I've, I've heard stories that people will use hallucinogenics, will use mushrooms as a sort of, um, of self-medication. It's become more popular. There have been, mm-hmm. um, you know, studies done that microdosing like will quite literally help um, rewiring your brain in in the in the best way, of course. But I um, I'm of the belief that it can be quite dangerous as well. Um, yeah, I guess it lot. depends on everybody's experience. We all are having a unique journey, so That's... what one's journey might be different to another's. I I would would hope so. It's uh, it's what keeps life interesting. Uh, just imagine if we were all to experience the same things. Um, I would be I would be bored after a day and a half. You know, if you just talk to people and they're like, "Oh yeah, I did that too." Oh yeah, I think so too. Oh yeah, I experienced that too. It's like, nah. Um, which is another reason why I. Uh, why I do the podcast, of course, because just, you know, a lot of people, a lot of different experiences, different minds, great minds, mindsets can be, can be great, need a little help, um, maybe. Um, but yeah, back to uh, hallucinogenics, there are definitely people who will, um, and it's, it's unfortunate because it is, it is a great tool. It can be a great tool. But a lot of people are expecting it to um, to open their mind. I think that's one of the the pitfalls of the um, the the rise in in spirits and with uh, hallucinogenics, mushrooms. You'll hear a lot about mushrooms uh, be well more widely available, more easily available. A lot of people will. Um, will use it as a a opener of their their mind their spirits um which sure i mean you can you can use it i imagine you'll have a lot of good experiences um sorry just need to get rid of him for a moment um but it's it's really the the inner Work, the inner energetic work that's um, the inner alchemy that will really get you to your uh, get you to your goal and mm-hmm. yeah I just I think it's it's I'm, I'm very much of uh, very much a duality thinker dualism I, I see that in a lot of uh, a lot of things I mean we're living in a world of dualities uh, light and dark good and bad um, balance is something to strive for of course but it's uh, it's still hard in this uh, in this world to uh, to find it but yeah i, I just wanted to uh, to hear your opinion about it i think it's it can be uh, just because we're we are so so different um, well, like, I mean, it's been such a pleasure coming on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank you no, for yeah. inviting me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you said you needed to leave around three, right? Yeah. So yeah, I need. Yep. So I say we uh, <laughs> we wrap it up here for the moment. Awesome. Um, Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. No. It's uh, it's been a uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, is there anything you um, you want to plug anything that you are currently working on that uh, that the people should know about 
Um, well, if you're intrigued by my work, if you feel called, then I do have one-to-one six-month containers, group coaching containers, and also um, events as well. So you can find more about that by heading to my website uh, and reaching out to me if you feel that you connect in with, with this approach. Okay. Um, I have put up a lot of uh, a lot of links in the description already, of course. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for uh, for coming on. Uh, a bit of a awkward ending, maybe, but I um, I definitely uh, I definitely enjoyed this. So, <laughs> thank you very much, and um, I hope we can uh, we can talk again sometimes. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, have a nice day, everyone. <laughs> yes, you too. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Grey Horn Pagans podcast with your hosts, Stein Fox and Emma Evelyn. Y'all have a good day. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, share the whole YouTuber shilling stuff. And um if you are watching this on youtube tune in tonight uh i have another podcast another guests coming on it's going to be a busy day it's going to be a good day so thank you all emma thank you again and thank you to all a good day